Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hi, cutie. Hey, who's that lady? This is the uh, the gun my wife wants. So, yeah, she went to uh, she went from tentative about guns to I want a pink AR-15 pretty quickly. Literally just finished one of your YouTube videos, now straight into a new live. Let's go. Cool, cool. Um, let's go through some dumb news, okay? We all knew this. CDC director acknowledges hospitals have monetary incentive to overcount coronavirus deaths. Overcount? How about count any? How about count any deaths as coronavirus? Maybe start there. That would be the news. Uh, if you guys haven't, Tom Hanks' inspiring 2020 commencement address is uh, pretty weird. Um, pretty weird. This is interesting. Thousands march against uh, virus measures in Berlin. Now, <clears throat> that's what's going on. Look at look at that subheader. That uh, look at that summary. Uh, 17,000 people, you know, you know, go against the marching requirements in a protest supported by neo-Nazi groups, conspiracy theorists, and regular German people. This is how they used labeling. And I can't believe this actually works on people. Like, there are still some robotic uh, people who will read that and be like, yeah, it is. It's probably supported by white supremacists and conspiracy theorems. Um, and they'll just go with that. They'll just be like, oh, 17,000 of them? Oh, it's probably 17,000 conspiracy theorems. Forget it. Why are they doing that? Aren't they scared they're going to die? No, people. It's not, you know, it's not just us outlier conspiracy conspiratorial terrorists no everybody's going uh this is kind of this is kind of bullshit you guys this is bullshit but that's the uh the power of the new york times because they're just dying it's a dying <clears throat> it's uh journalism it's just there's no journalism it's gone so uh, what else we got here? I'll see a couple questions before it gets too crazy. What did your definition of true feminine beauty change when you left atheism? What attracted you to your wife? Um, I didn't have a definite a definition before. I was pretty much a uh, objectify women. Uh. I didn't have a I didn't have a basis for what a woman was. Um, I think it's because because my mom was so <clears throat> prominent in in uh, keeping uh, the conversations with religion and God uh, present ongoingly. I rejected w women. I rejected the respect or standard for woman. 
because I equated it with overbearance or uh, pushiness or uh, don't try to get me to do anything. Don't control me. Don't con You can't control me. But then when I realized that my mom having constantly um, used uh, the Bible, Scripture, God, that context to... Uh, she was just constantly... Uh, referencing it and I would get mad I'd be like just can't you just answer a regular question without you know referring to the Bible or making it religious and you know at, at one point she gave up and said okay but at this point there was a moment where I realized that that was her way of expressing love to me like ultimately unconditional unmovable love and uh, when I realized that I was like pretty sure I was moved to tears and then had a new relationship instantly with her. Um, I think that was the basis for my relationship to women. It was based in my rejection of God. And so therefore I had to, uh, you know, for, I had to use a format like that. Um, and then it also rejecting, uh, God and morality in general allowed me to be a devious, you know, person. So it got me off the hook. But uh, when I met Megan, I had a store, a jewelry store, that was failing terribly. And uh, she walked in and she was all not dressed up. She had lint on her dress and cat fur and uh, she had just eaten some cake or pie next door. And I, and she just was so, uh, in a way, ordinary. Like, that's what I, that's what I, I was just like, oh, down to earth. Like, ordinary is good now. Not like all like, I have a half a shaved head and a, literally a wood stump in my ear. Aren't I so cool? Look at my, look at my tattoo. Uh, all this shit. So I just was like wholesomeness. That's what attracted me. And what, the fact that I was seeing, you know, I saw someone in person, physically, in front of me. Not a swipe. Not a swipe your swipe yourself, you know. You don't swipe somebody. That's a person. You don't swipe them. Uh, they're not, it's just like the commodified... Uh, commodification of 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 uh, intimacy is disgusting so that was cool and you know I I talked to her like two hours in my store and I ignored people I ignored customers I didn't care shit was failing it was going down hard and uh, yeah that was probably the first time in a very 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 long time that I actually asked someone out on a date that wasn't on the text or some other weird bullshit. So we're fortunate. But as far as the feminine, I reject divine femininity, all that bullshit, all the worship of the divine mother earth, blah, 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 fucking yeah, Moana bullshit. Okay. I just reject that. Um, so I see nurturing. I see motherhood, kindness, uh, fierceness, you know, I see all of those elements in, uh, powerful women. 
and women who understand the relationship that men have a role and women have a role and they both prop each other up in very different ways but those distinctions have to be made um and they can't be equal they can't they could be equally different but they can't be equally the same uh and so uh that probably had some level of uh, attractiveness to it you know because we're both looking for our our roles and ultimately having a child is really what determines in the end what your roles at least do you know how like uh, people say getting a lot of money uh, exaggerates who you really are you know it'll exaggerate the you know your real motivations your real character and that goes for uh, someone who uses it and exaggerates their best character and someone who exaggerates their worst I think children have a a similar mechanism where you have a child and suddenly you're confronted with how all of the places you're self-serving, all of the places you're selfish, all of the places you're you're driven by your ego and your uh, narcissism and your own fancy boyness. So that's something that I confronted immediately. I also was confronted with where, where, where are all the places I'm totally wasting time? Where who are the people in my life that I, it's neither here nor, nor there. They're just like, you know, fixtures. How are they adding to the value of raising a child? And that's why most p- people who have children, if they're aware, they just naturally gravitate toward the center first and then the right, but not because it's political, uh, because it's foundational. They gra- they gravitate toward foundation. And because the left, if there's a left, and I don't really like to go into uh, the false binaries, I feel like it's lower frequency, but to do it temporarily, um, <clears throat> the, that side of, of, of the ideology is all relativism, so there's nothing really true. <clears throat> there's, no, there's no real foundation. You know, it's always flux and changing and we make it all up on the spot, man. And we, we create truth and we, we create, you know, anything, anything is everything, man. And that, if you're aware and awake as a parent, that's not a good place to be. You do not want to be. Everything's relative, man. Everything's nothing. We create our own truth. We create our own morality, man. Let's go go to Coachella and bring the kid. Let's go to the BLM and bring the kid. Um, That gets uh, thrown in your face immediately. So there's people who just... I think there are people who accept all the bullshit and they see it clearly once they have a child. And then there's people who fight it and they go, No, it's not going to change my life at all. I'm going to still just be me. I'm just going to do me. I'm going to go out and nothing's going to change and I'm not st- I'm not stopping that just because a kid. I I'm a powerful woman. I'm Beyoncé. Beyoncé said I could have a kid and be as a body, shake your body. No no example not me. All that bullshit. And uh, those people suffer because they're not altering their existence um, or aligning their reality with what really matters beyond them uh you also let go of the individualist the the iron randian uh kind of bullshit sort of libertarian i'm my own adam like you know because you realize right away that that's not true when you have a kid there's no more 
everybody's individual, man. Like, everybody, no. Uh, just do what you do, man. Just leave me out of it. No. You realize you're connected to a world that's larger than you, a community that's larger than your own personal, um, you know, hidden pleasures, and that you impact uh, what's outside of you, and that you have a responsibility and obligation to do your best to guide the external war world toward good. Not that you can ever reach it, but for your children. You don't want them in a gray sludgy area where they're just a number and everything means nothing and there's no real good and evil man so you're just you just came from a rock kiddo you know you just came from a rock kiddo the ultimate just a pitiless endless it's just a pitiless and void of indifference and pitiless and you know, you can't teach that to kids. It's it's wrong. We are seeing the effects of nihilism on children today, as young as, like, five. And then they go into a world where, you know, it's strict materialism. If they can't show and provide something at the material level of the economics, then they don't feel uh, loved. They don't feel unconditional love. It's all based on materialism, likes, your Instagram, how pretty you look, your weight, you know, your blowjob points, all this bullshit. Because when you don't give children a transcendent basis for good and love and compassion, dignity, honor, all of the immaterial virtues we want to teach ourselves and children, it's not like that goes away. It just gets replaced. If you don't teach it, it just gets replaced by the next god, and it makes material worldliness the god. It makes technology the god, it makes schooling, it makes your Instagram account your god, it makes your clothing, your appearance. Um, all of that bullshit becomes your god. You don't, you don't, nobody goes without god. Nobody is godless. I, I stopped using that term, because nobody's godless. Nobody's godless. Um, I was just listening to uh, Owen Benjamin, and he had a guy named Curtis Stone, I believe his name is a farmer. He's like a YouTube famous farmer in Canada, I think. Um, so much good information that guy has. So look him up, Curtis Stone, if that's his name. Someone, if that's not his name, please put it in the comments. Um, <clears throat> and he was talking about how how the future, how the near future, and how when people are waking up to this system that they've been in for so long that's based on compliance and uh, convenience and uh, getting all your goodies externally, uh, outsourcing everything, uh, people are realizing that that's not a good place to be when the shit hits the fan. So they're going back to uh, the land, even at a, a half acre, quarter acre, three acres, five acres, 40 acres. It doesn't matter. You can uh, get back to that. And so uh, we we're talking. He was talking uh, about how, you know, ultimately, like everybody, when they're really honest with themselves, they they avoid. They don't want taxation. You know, uh, it's it's theft, but you give it away. You know, you're not going to go to jail and and be that you know Wesley Snipes and be like, no, it's it's a law. You know, like we we don't pay taxation. You're just going to go to jail. 
Um, so you give Caesar his. And then I was thinking about how capitalism without morality, uh, add in the technology, add in the outsourcing of all aspects of your labor, all products, all services, you get externally. You do nothing. You buy the tomato, even at the tomato level. You buy the tomato. Everything can be, this is the thing, everything can be taxed. So there's this weird, funny dichotomy between sort of like free market, Roth, Bird, whatever his name is, uh, you know, the, the free market, the libertarian ideal is a free market, right? And ideally you say no taxation, but there's a deeper problem. You're not going to get rid of taxation because that's just the inevitable uh, reality of, of man assuming authority with guns. There's people who will always use force. They will aggregate themselves together and they will use force and coercion on you. That's just the fact. That's the fallen state of man. You're not going to make a, you know, the only thing that can combat that at some, at some level is just using force yourself. So who are, it's just a battle of force. So the dichotomy of wanting a free market and lower taxation the the dichotomy the the weird the weird part of it is the more you rely on the free market and uh, for people other things outside of yourself to deliver you goods the more they are able to tax the transactions so can they tax you growing your broccoli no you you got you might get taxed on buying the seeds or the initial plant but once you have that there's no taxation on that labor anymore you do it so the, the reality is the more things you, you're able to do within your own confines, your own sovereignty, but also uh, horizontally between neighbors and community, the more people who can generate their own uh, wealth, not money wealth, like capability wealth, productivity wealth, uh, food, tools, material, labor, um, the less the government can actually tax it because there's nothing you're taxing. You're just, you're creating all the stuff. So you don't pay the tax on, on the, all the food you just harvested. You might pay tax on all the material and extra shit you gotta, you gotta buy to keep, maintain the land or whatever. But it's really interesting that the, the solution to libertarianism is actually, um, and I'm not libertarian. I, I used to assign myself to that, but I see a lot of flaws. This being one of them is that like, you can't, it's got no basis for morality and whatever system you're in, if you don't have a basis for morality and if, if it's not strong, if it doesn't transcend law and, 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 uh, and get distilled and reintroduced and, uh, replicated through the family and through the community, you, it's all going to go toward your appetites. It's, all, it's always going to support. Capitalism without morality is always going to push degeneracy and atomization to the top uh, level of consumption. Uh, because it's just like you can't justify why selling anything is wrong. You know, if it's a free market, if someone wants to buy it, you know, there you go. And I'm all about free choice, but there's a problem underneath that uh, if you want to guide society toward decency.
Because decency, there's nothing really beneficial to a completely free market uh, system. There's no real uh, demand for decency. You just want efficiency. I mean, most people will take efficiency and profit over decency. And they'll be like, I don't know, figure it out later, mind your own business. Anyway, um, I thought that was just interesting that the more you rely on yourself and your direct community for a lot of these transactions, uh, they don't become taxable. It's, uh, it's just really powerful because a lot of people can't get ahead, right? Because you can't afford the thing, right? You can't get ahead and they're taxing you on everything now and you can't get ahead and then you need a permit to do this, this, and this and you can't get ahead. You can't get ahead because everything's provided to you. Everything's provided to you. And then there's an emotional sort of psychological effect on not providing your own shit, like making your own shit, like especially as a man, not sweating, not bleeding, not getting splinters, not uh, having a long day of work where the end of the work, the product of the work, the yielding, the fruit is something you can see on your own property or someone else's that you respect or you're a part of. It's gone. You, you make the thing for the dude. It turns into money somewhere. Then you go home. You go home with the money. Then you take the money and then you buy the things that you need from someone else who also didn't make the thing, who also bought it from someone else. This is, uh, this is going to go get rejected, but it's also going to collapse and it's already collapsing. And it's good to know that it's collapsing. And it's not scary because um, the way... The, the way back to the land, the way, uh, you know, that path is actually how, uh, what was provided. It's in alignment with what was provided to us in this world, with the earth, with the, with the abundance of the earth. It's been designed to supply us, but we hijacked it and we were like, well, maybe we can be the earth. Maybe we can be God and we can do all the supplying and we can do, we can grow it. We can grow it in a, la a test tube. Why? Why do we need the? Why do we need to take up land and grow a tree? We can just grow it, and it's this rejection, really, at the fundamental level, that uh, you were created, uh, that this was created for you. And once you assume you're God, and that you can also hijack nature and be nature's uh, remote control operator then uh, you're basically going to be, you're going to present a flawed system because nature operates independently of man's opinion of what he needs. It operates regardless of what you think society should look like. And so you'll always fight nature and try to guide it, but it's beyond you. So it's super, super clear now. When you look at the, uh, the dick trucks, the Amazon Prime, they're priming you. So appropriate that they have a dick logo and they're called Prime. They're just Prime. They're lubing you up for the big blue shaft. And the big blue shaft is when they guide you into a little fenced-in area where you have to use their services because no one else exists. 
where they're so big and so propped up that you get your, you know, Amazon basics, that's going to soon be Amazon basic necessities. If you don't assume your own sovereignty in the area of food and all of the other capitals, you know, your your labor capital, your food capital, your currency capital, your family capital, your values cap- capital, your your uh, ideology, um, they will take it and they will turn you into a sprite, like in like a background sprite in a video game, and uh, you will need to perform. Again, I'll say it again. Compliance is already the currency, but compliance will inevitably be the explicit currency. Right now, it's like indirect currency. Yes, we have to comply in order to participate in the system. Even if I set up my own colony, right, and I made it like Jimbob land, there would be a compliance component. Certain uh, said, written, or unsaid rules culturally that have repercussions once you cross them. So the only thing happening now is that it's not that we don't want to live in a compliance-driven culture. It's that the people who are writing what those behaviors are are people who are materialist, psychopath, utilitarians. And so you have a choice now, and there's still a lot of time, to start weaning yourself off of the Amazon Prime blue super dick and stop getting lubed up for your, uh, what I call the, you know, membership that you pay to your own life. The true lifetime membership is when these companies, these smart cities, these new systems, you know, they sell you a lifetime membership of supply to whatever it is. They own. They will own every aspect and they will be able to provide you with every level of service and product that you need. And it'll be, most people will take it in the near term because they're like, this has just streamlined everything for me. And just so, I mean, I, don't, I have so much more time to think about stuff now that, you know, Amazon's drone delivers my, uh, my goods to my door with it, you know, the truck stops and then the, the hatch lifts open and all of these little, you know, beehive drones go to all the apartments and deliver the little box. And, you know, I said on a previous stream, they'll just have maybe like, they'll honor different people in the world of technology and science by putting their, uh, hologram holographic face on the drone that's delivering, you know, you know, be like Stephen Hawking just knocking on the door. He's just a floating head that's sideways. Here is here is your here is your monthly here is your monthly supply of Amazon Prime dildos. Here is your according to our charts. This is what your your basket look like. You cannot appeal the amount. It is given by substantial AI programs that can think and make decisions beyond your capability. Trust us. You only need three apples this month. And you're like, yes, yeah, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I'm so glad I'm playing my part in starvation. Thank you. You are so based. Don't worry. 
This is only one of the universes. If it makes you feel any better, there is probably another universe that you exist and you're doing quite better than the one you're in now. But then again, there's probably another universe when you're doing substantially worse or quite better than now. It is endless. The important thing is that you comply and you sign your life. They'll have like air signature or, or eyeball. You just look at the drone. And it's like, thank you. Thank you for, for, thank you for your ongoing compliance. You've also just signed, a, signed and updated your terms and conditions, which you, we will translate for you in the next coming month. I'm sorry, your original package had five apples, but apparently your recent thought yesterday about the One World government penalizes you two apples. The good news is that the apples don't go to waste. They go to someone who praised Justin Trudeau. Social media has replaced religion. Yeah, it's just material, the creation. It's broader than social media. The creation. They were people are worshiping the creations, the things, the material, the the efficiencies, the the cool stuff, the fucking Elon Musk celebrating a nonsense lie. Just lying. That's what they're celebrating. Their ability to lie and have you guys believe shit. And appeal to the man, to a man, to worship man. That's what they're celebrating. They don't need to accomplish shit because if you worship man and if they can sell that to you, they've already accomplished any everything they need to. They don't need to do much more. They can just once you worship man, you'll you'll comply and believe a lot of things. You won't see deception because you're wor- if deception, if you worship man. A deception, to call out a deception is an act against God because God, man is your God. So you're naturally, and if you worship man and you worship the world and the material and the creation, anything that goes against that as a narrative, if it's questioned, our amazing capabilities, humans have, you know, we've accomplished so much, you know, it's so funny. We've accomplished so much. Look at all these programs and we flew, you know, we flew to the moon, man. And then you're just like, oh yeah, look at everybody. Look at everyone. Look at everyone. Look at them. They're all wearing masks. This woman has masks on her two little kids. They're, that's normal to them now. Yeah, we went to the moon though. So it's all good. Just keep worshiping the creation. Worship the man. If we worship the man, then they'll save us and they'll tell us what to do and how to be safe. Oh, the man said, put on masks. Yes, man. Until the next eclipse. It's all, it's all so deep. It's deeper than the things, than the particulars we're looking at. It really is a worldview uh, conundrum. A worldview. It, it, you just keep peeling back. When you see a behavior, you ask, what has to be true for that person to act like that? To them, what has to be true? Okay. Okay, if, if that's true, what has to be true for that to be true? And you just keep going in, in reverse, reverse engineer till you get the baseline. And the baseline will always be, who are you worshiping? What are you worshiping? There's not many choices. 
That's why there's not that's why there's not infinite worldviews because there's only so many answers to the question. The question of who are you worshiping? There's only so many questions. I mean in a categoric sense, there's probably only two answers. It's yourself, aka man, the creation, or the creator. You will and if you worship the creation, it'll always go down in history books. We'll be looking back and Prager you of the future, you know, like whatever, like fucking Dennis Prager's grandson will look exactly like him, like he's dressed in one of those old glasses and nose and mustache costumes, and he's gonna be like, This is what happened. I have a cigar. This is what happened when we worshiped the man. But but at least we didn't cut ties with our best ally. Why 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 do we why do I smoke a cigar in the basement with my dog? Why are there no pictures of my family? Why do I see Candace Owens as my chocolatey little treat? Why? <clears throat> Should Trump ban the TikTok talk? I don't care. If you're on TikTok, you're already beyond. I mean, if that's the the level of discourse is like whether he should ban it or not, it's all too late. All that shit's too late. TikTok, the whole basis of it is already established, so it doesn't matter what they call it. They can just they can just copy it or change the name. It's all just, in my view, TikTok and anything like it. As they try to mimic China with 650 million cameras. And they're able to do face detection with you have a with you having a mask on. The next level is audio. How do you tell what people are saying? Well, you could record them on the phones. That's going to take a lot of data, a lot of services, a lot of processing. Or you could put up uh, microphones in the streets next to the cameras. But no, that's a lot of interference. Uh, a lot, very expensive, and you still have to process all the audio. However, <clears throat> if you have an AI system that aggregates millions and millions, billions, trillions of vizimes, mouth movements, given by a program that's designed to capture them and repeat them to the point of a very low margin of error. Think about one person who's used TikTok and did lip syncing songs for a whole year straight. Do you know how many mouth movements the AI program has, has now in their database? where they could read what that particular person is saying from a camera on the street. You don't need to you don't need to uh, give a microphone. You just read the mouth movements and it's not even a person reading it. It's it's tech it's technology. So that technology's out and about. It's it's too late. You're not going back on it. There's nothing it doesn't matter what tick what happens with TikTok? You you understand? Like all of these are just subtitles. Like we're never reading the real headline ever. We're never reading the real head headline, even when we like the headline. It's not even the real one. There's some headline before that never gets said. That's maybe exchanged in a meeting somewhere where it's like, what's the reality? We don't get that. We get the episodic name, 
basically just mimic news with the format of Netflix. You know, in this episode, on this episode of what's going on with TikTok, is he going to sell, is he going to shut it down, or is it going to be bought? Stay tuned on Global Network News. On this episode of t- this episode of Global Network News. Anti-Trumpers criticize him for establishing a relationship with a black crazy doctor who has an accent. Fodder. UPS store let me in without a mask and then the clerk asked me some other guy to pull his mask over his looked over at me awkwardly. Yeah, you just all confidence. It's all just confidence. They can't The thing is it's always on them. It's always going to be harder for them to step up. That's why it takes psychopaths to be like to shame you publicly to try to like make a public embarrassment. It it takes a certain level where they have to they're like, "Okay, how much is this worth con, con- uh, how much is this confrontation worth? How much is it worth? And some people they rely on people who, that lose nothing from it. That they're already they're already pathetically uh, paralyzed in fear. Uh, so the whole the whole scam relies on other people being the uh, the George Soroses, the tattletales, the rats, the uh, snitches, and that is really the priming for a society built on compliance, not about the mask. Really, it's a priming about creating a system where everyone's connected. Contact tracing, you think contact tracing is only about, uh, oh, oh, by the way, you got in contact with this person, so we're going to have to ask you to, no, it's not just, no, it's just, that's just uh, preliminary structuring. That's just like, how do we put an input in here to test this uh, this technology out now. Now imagine what else that would apply to. It's not. It's not. Con- it's not like tra- epidemiology. No, it's about anything. It's about this person bought a gun recently. Uh, we, you know, you've been in contact with this person who bought a gun recently. Contact tracing. They con- They trace your transaction. That the person's transaction through the bank account. The bank is will ultimate. The banks will ultimately be connected. Banking and hospitals will ultimately be connected to a system that tracks every transaction and movement. You know, oh, this person, you know, went to this, you know, anti-vax thing. We're gonna have to put a flag on you because you talked to them in the last week. Uh, you're still allowed to go out. Uh, but you can't go to these major government buildings. Sorry. That's the future of contact tracing the technology. It has nothing to do with um, bullshit, nonsense viruses. It's all about the new, the new reset, the new technological uh, step forward, the leap forward. They're so horny about their tech. They've been sitting on this tech and they're just like, oh, we got it. We need it. We need it.
Yes, queen. Yes. Any babies in your near future? Uh, yeah. I mean, I want to have a boy. Right now, I just have uh, these two. They're hilarious. Uh, but a boy would be fun. Just because, you know, I want my genes to continue from balls. You know. They have a version of me that'll always continue. No matter whose balls they come... That uh, smash up against them. Uh, but... Uh, it would be cool to uh, duplicate my balls, really. I mean, that's really what, what men want. Yeah, COVID is fake. Yeah, exactly. It's just nonsense. They're like, it's like, COVID is fake. COVID is fake. COVID is fake. But what about hydroxychlorine? Duh, these dumb liberals, they're rejecting the cure. It's like, stop. Just stop it. Joe Rogan impersonation. <clears throat> he doesn't really have much to go on. He's just vapid. I heard a stat. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't, come on. I don't, I don't know about that. No, I don't know about that. That's all he does. He's just the most boring person ever, which is ironic. He, he, him being the, the, the most popular intellectual podcaster is like similar to how like the ugliest people are the, the sex symbols like Rod Stewart. Like Rod Stewart looks like the oldest mouse that ever lived, you know, and he just crawled through like red clay but he's a sex symbol. Like any of these people. Like they're just ugly and awkward. There's some kind of weird trick being played. Where it's like it's so upside down that the least attractive people are set up as the the uh, the epitome, the standard of beauty. And then you get the, the most retarded people who are stoned and on mushrooms, DMT, like Joe Rogan, who's the part of the intellectual dark web. Oh, he's just, oh, he gets the best people on and they just have these deep, it's like, what? Your standards, dude. He, you know, people call him a gatekeeper. I think he's a, I think he's, he's unknowing to him, to, unknowingly to him is a part of a, of a, a campaign to dumb down people have people in a state of suggestive relativism that there's no real true north you know just listen to the opposing positions uh, man you know he gets right people on he, he doesn't always just get left people on you know he gets right people on and that's like the standard it's just like low frequency shit the lowest that's what i that's my analysis of joe rogan low frequency his job is to pull down the frequency and he may, he may not even know it's his job. Someone, I believe, knows it's his job. Pull down the frequency. Uh, maintain, control the, the, uh, the range of discourse. Control the range of discourse. It has to go through him. If it's, if it's up in the air and it's uh, kind of uh, in the vernacular and people are figuring it out, he has to get them on. He has to get them on and hijack the narrative. That's why he, what he did to Owen Benjamin is so important in seeing as a pattern. 
Forget what anybody thinks of Owen or anybody, even what you think of Joe. The, the, you have to recognize the, the mechanism, which is something starts brewing, it gets some steam, whether it's like a narrative or a movement or something, and these people have to co-opt it. It's not only just like, it's not like some nefarious uh, scheme where they plan it and they have everybody on a chalkboard, right? And all these circles like in the investigation rooms and the offices and like, you know, like, you know, a wonderful mind or whatever it's called. It doesn't have to be like that. It's natural. It's just like something gains steam. It has some value. Naturally, you get it on your platform and then you reformat how you want it to be viewed, you know? And that's clearly what Joe Rogan's purpose is, purpose was. The fact that he said, run your tweets through me, that's just a microcosm. You know, that it's just a microcosm. It's how that operates, you know? You have to control the influencers. If you got that little uh, blue check mark, which I, which rem- that the blue check mark to me represents a bruised, itchy butthole that you just scratched. A bruised, itchy butthole. If you get the bruised, itchy butthole, uh, you're a target and you're also an asset. So they have to figure out how to um, control it. And by they, I mean not you and not me. What tells? What tells? What tells? Jim Bob, last time you said you were cursed to only have girls. What do you mean by that? Oh, that was a joke because I was referencing my uh, my time as a young lad being a womanizer, and so it would be um, it would be a an appropriate punishment to have uh, women to to show me. Oh, you're oh you're a womanizer. Here you go. Here's some beautiful girls. You know, now they're going to be womanized by men like you. You know, here's your, uh, you reap what you sow, bim job. Yeah, the itchy butthole. That's what it is. Who do you respect for information? I don't respect information. I think information is for the most part useless unless you can use your hands, unless it causes splinters. That's my, that's my way of judging information. It's like, yeah, I can get into the out, out, out there stuff, the conspiracies, what people's plans are, what's going on in the world. How do you, how do you justify it or, or um, justify the claims with evidence? <clears throat> you know that information in that sense could be pretty powerful or useful toward uh, persuasion. But information is an if it doesn't help you build something that you can own and have like. A, sovereignty over, you know, then it's use, it's kind of useless. It kind of just baits you out there, you know, into the open water, you know, it's like you're on your little, your boat and you call it your boat. You don't have much, but at least you can, you have control over your boat. And then the bigger boat sends out like this big net of, of bait and funny, shiny things and information. And then you're like, well, I can go over there. I should go over there and interact with their information. And then it just pulls you in, you know, it's like, uh, 
So I don't trust any information from mainstream. I know there's always a narrative. I know there's always a goal. There's leverage. There's uh, there's damage control, and it's really impossible to go through them uh, because if you get some shit that comes out and you know it's not true, it could take weeks for even the same monster to admit it wasn't true. And even then, you can't trust that either. And that's the whole point of disinformation. It's not to find the the right source of information. It's to get, it's to create a scenario where people don't know what's true anymore. That was the purpose of the CIA's disinfo, disinfo program. You know, James Casey, director of the CIA, 1983, maybe. Um, you know, we'll know the inf- disinformation program is complete when everything the American people think is true is false. And so the, the genius of this COVID nonsense is that it's so well executed, but it's not even that well executed, but well executed enough that the layman person who's not really connected, who can't sniff out bullshit, who'd rather just wear the mask and the call, cause problems, rather get the paycheck than to, def, to uh, secure their dignity, they can't see what's true or not. And that's probably what, why it works, is that you're just like, well, I don't know, but the, where people go to like, look, Nobody really knows the truth. That's what they want from everybody. They want a culture, a society of atomized, brainless people to say, nobody really knows the real truth. Yeah, and you don't, you don't need to know the whole truth to its uh, molecular level to know that something's bullshit at all. No, you don't. You don't need that. You just need to know what bullshit looks like and smells like, tastes like, and what it sounds like. Oh, you guys, Adeline's here. At least he's asking a direct question. Okay, Aiden, we commend you on one uptick in your masculinity. What are your thoughts on letting religion dictate individual decisions in your life. Well, it's not, religion is very broad, you know, religion is broad. So the question is, is the source that's guiding my decisions, is it cohesive, is it coherent or not logically? So, um, my thoughts about it, um, let's say my thoughts about laws of logic are irrelevant to the objectivity of the laws of logic. So if I if I abide by logic, my thoughts about the laws of logic are irrelevant. So if I make my choices based on logic, reasoning, morality, um, d- my sense of dignity, a sense of what's right and wrong, um, and knowing that that's guided, uh, my thoughts are irrelevant to it. So, I mean, if anything, it gives you a, co- a coherent sense of your behavior, a reasoning, uh, gives you a sense of why we're here, where love, what love is, what's the standard, who is the standard for love, um, that we're designed, that we're created in love, that we're meant to bring the good, to the world and uh, reveal the good 
And, uh, and from that perspective, I mean, having lived as an atheist for 16, 15, 16 years, there's no stability. So my thoughts are, it's great to have a stable, coherent foundation on which to behave, build a family, relate to others, and uh, understand the nature of reality and the reasoning of why we're here. All cohesive, all coherent. And having uh, coherence is really powerful because you can actually build. It's not built on uh, just material relativism and materialism. So um, that's it. And it's not letting. It's not, I'm, I'm choosing a, a worldview. And so, you know, you could ask the same question to a materialist. Like, you know, what is a materialist's thought on allowing, let's say, the scientific establishment dictate their behavior? You know, a lot of them will be like, what? They're the boss. They know better than me. So there's always an assumed authority. There's always a faith in, a, in something. So you're either going to have your faith in men and Dr. Fauci, who's telling you to wear goggles. By the way, the agreement was you had to go get goggles, Aiden. Do you, and that you would be let you would be let into the chat if you bought your goggles. Now, did you buy your goggles? Did you buy your goggles, Aiden? Dad? Dad, the water's here. Dad. Dad. Aiden is evolving. Yeah, he needs tough love from the uh, the elders. I mean, he'll reject it. I mean, the the um, the arrogant youngin, he climbs the ladder onto the roof, and then he, when no one's looking, he kicks the ladder over and tells everybody he jumped. So he can't ever ever acknowledge. But when you realize that you acknowledge the person before you who climbed the ladder and is showing you the ladder, you realize the ladder keeps going. It's not just that roof. But little Aiden, and you know, anyone who's that age, especially men, they think the roof is where you get to. Like, nope, it's not. It's not it. But uh, he'll just do that. It's fine. He'll learn. You know. Dad? Anyway, I started a little late, so I have to go. Um... I might, what's it? I'll probably do a D live t- tomorrow and I'll figure out uh, a topic or something. I'm still learning the machine. So there's some, there's a, uh, but I think I fixed the audio problem. For anyone who does live streaming on a Mac, um, it doesn't pick up your desktop audio. So you have to download a program called Sound Siphon, which immediately fixed the problem. Hey, I liked Dildo Dawkins when I was 14 too. Yeah, I know. I, I actually am 39 and I liked Dildo Dawkins when I was 37. So um, Aiden, the fact that he's even in this chat is a big step on the ladder rung. 
you know, and soon he will be some a man who's no longer using laugh emojis. He'll be like someone who's very, you know, shoulders up, chest up, shoulders out, you know, masculine. The water guy comes. Dad doesn't even know the water guy comes because Aiden gets the water and puts it in the corner of the kitchen where it belongs, signs the thing, tips the guy, and then he's go he goes back to his reading. You know, Minecraft is no longer. Spankbank.com, no longer a thing for Aiden. Is he a King Coomer? No longer. Why do you reject scientism? Because it's logically incoherent. I mean, at the real base level, scientism is, um, science is the only way to truth. And if you study logic, you know that's not true. Aiden. Now, I thought we developed. I don't know if you wrote this question before our little moment or after. But again, we commend you again on asking a direct question question in a masculine direct way with no sarcasm big huge step if you want to get your masculinity try to remove a lot of sarcasm try to remove that you know not all of it you can do it if it's funny but it really is the lowest form of wit and you're really just impersonating a woman because they can get away with sarcasm you know I mean, but Aiden, if you uh, are, you want truth and you want material truth, you should also reject scientism, which is different than science itself. What's the relationship between emojis and masculinity? There's no relationship between emojis and masculinity. You could use an emoji, but it's like if you replace a point or a sentiment or a logical statement with an emoji, it's just a cop-out. It's very, it's not masculine at all. But if you use an emoji, if I say, put your fucking muzzle on and use a mask, the mask emoji that they conveniently had ready for us in our phones, along with the French tickler bacterium, viral French tickler, um, that's using an emoji, like, ironically. Love and blessings from Northern Ireland. I love when Shazy says that. <clears throat> anyway, I gotta go. Maybe I'll, I'll probably see you tomorrow. See ya.